Hello and welcome back to the Go in the Match podcast. Today I'm joined by Arsenal fan Alex Harrison. Al is a match-going Arsenal fan and has done the air miles following the Arsenal. He's also spent some time playing semi-pro in America. Al, thanks for giving up your time today, mate, and thanks for coming on the podcast. No problem, mate. So, massive Arsenal fan. How did that come about? Um, well, my dad's an Arsenal fan. Um, my uncle's an Arsenal fan. I was going to ask my dad last night around, you know, what, what was his dad an Arsenal fan? I never, unfortunately, never got to meet him. I think he was, but I'm not too sure. But yeah, it's just through the family, really. There's not many, like we were saying before recording, there's not many Arsenal fans over here, is there? So You'd be surprised, there's quite a few. Um, there's quite a few now on, on the, in the supporters club and stuff on Facebook. So, growing up, I didn't really know many Arsenal fans, but um, over the over the last few years, I'm starting to meet a lot, and there's quite a few season ticket holders over here. Oh, okay. So, yeah, quite surprisingly, but yeah, there's a couple of season ticket holders over here, um, and the, most of the fans over here go the game, so it's, you know, it's good. It's good to have got people to go the game with. It's one of them over here because... It's so expensive on flights to go to London as well. Yeah, you know we, we've kind of got that privilege with supporting Liverpool. We've got the boat. We take. I think we kind of take it for granted. Yeah, that we can just go on the boat. And I mean, you've done Liverpool away a few times, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you look at the flights to Manchester. They're quite expensive. London's relatively cheap, but it's when you get into London, it's the train tickets. Yeah. that adds up but you know it's not that expensive it's it's just probably just a similar going to yeah going to, I suppose uh, you, when you know the places to go to you don't yeah, you yeah and I think Luton's probably our um, choice of airport to fly into because you know, it's kind of directly into London it just seems a bit quicker and easier um, but there is a there is a train from Gatwick now that goes straight to Islington um, I don't know whether there was prior but the, the, there's one now that me and my dad um Got on, so that that was that was really good. But um, yeah, it's just the London expenses, isn't it? The, the price of ale, etc. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not that bad. It's not as bad as people think. So, what was the first match you went to, and what do you remember about your first match day experience? Uh, first match I went to was against Liverpool. Um, I sat in the home end of the Anfield. Did you just go to watch Liverpool? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, quite a um, historic game as well. Um, I think Fowler scored the quickest hat trick ever. Oh right, I think okay. It was nineteen ninety. Six, maybe ninety-five. You know, I was, I was between four and six because I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Um, we actually we went one 0 up. I think Ian Wright scored, and then um, hat- uh, Fowler obviously scored a hat trick. But I remember crying. <laughs> I remember celebrating when we scored, and some some someone piped up and told me to calm down. And my dad had a bit of an argument with them, <laughs> and then and then um, we ended up obviously losing. And I was crying. And uh, I, I mean, I used to cry. I cried when Arsenal lost games up until about fourteen. Temper, you know. Yeah, but uh, that game there, um, I remember the, the the guy that shouted at me or shouted over to us ended up giving us sweet, giving me some sweets to, to try and cheer me up at the bad. end of the game after Liverpool had won. But um, when also went went one nil up, he wasn't too happy. But yeah, that's my. Um, my first memory of a game. Do you kind of have that moment as well where I think everyone does, don't they? Going up the stairs, seeing yeah. the pitch. See, I, I, I do have that. I remember being there. I can't, you know, I can't really remember where I sat. I, mean, quite young. I, I had that more, more where my next game when I went, I went to watch Charles Levin, and um, I remember that. And you get that sort of fuzzy feeling it's a in buzz, your stomach. It? Yeah, it's, it's you can't describe it. Do you kind of get that now as well? Um, not, no, not really. No. So it depends where I'm going. Really, if I'm going somewhere quite. Um, go to a stadium it's like unbelievable um, I, I get that Old Trafford whenever I go in there I think Old Trafford's probably mm-hmm. the best designed stadium maybe maybe bar the Messiah I think that's the best designed stadium I've been to yeah. so every time I'm in there I'm like wow this is this is excellent um, but I don't get I don't get that as such anymore no. So did you kind of like fall in love with Arsenal then there was no other team you would kind of support or was yeah, it just like probably 
call me a football fan, but I'm, I'm more an Arsenal fan. You know, I don't really watch other teams. I do watch football if it's on big games, etc. You know, if it's on the TV, I'll watch it. But I watch every Arsenal game, you know, if it's possible. And yeah. I'm, I'm more of an Arsenal fan than, than a football fan. But yeah, you know, sometimes, especially in the last sort of five to ten years, you think, you know, why do why do you spend all this money or why do you, you know, put all this time into watching someone that's just shit, basically? Mm. But it's just one of those things that you can't really give up. It's it's yeah. my passion, so it's the only thing I can really talk about, to be honest. So were you going quite a bit when you were a kid, or did you kind no, of... No, I, I started going again um, when I was around the age of... When I come back from living in America, so I lived in America from 20 to um, 24, 25, and then from 25 to 30 now, um, I've been going quite quite a bit. Obviously play football as well, so it's difficult to do both. both. I, I play amateur football, but I take it seriously, so mm. you know, I don't really miss games, so it's... It's difficult, but I do. You know, I do all right. Did you miss like when you were in America? Did you miss like that yeah. sort of going to watch yeah, Arsenal? I don't think. I think I, I can't. I can't recall. I went. I used to come home for Christmas, for Christmas, for two weeks, and I, I yeah, I'd never. I wouldn't go because I just wouldn't be hard to try and fit in there. Trying to see your family and stuff, but um, yeah, I didn't go probably for four years. So yeah, go, I remember. I, I remember the game, the first game back I went to, which was one of the best games I've ever been to, at Old Trafford, um, in the FA Cup quarter final when Danny Welbeck scored. Oh right, yeah. So that was uh, amazing, but yeah, I did miss it a lot. So I can't have you on the podcast without talking about the time that you got banned from the boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You, I actually didn't get banned from the boat. I didn't get banned. Other Officially got banned. Other people got banned. <laughs> I never got banned, but I was the ringleader. And <laughs> Supposedly, or well, I was. I remember. Um, uh, basically, the story goes uh, the the. Um, the guy working behind the bar on the steam packer boat, um, he looks like Giroud, <laughs> which is an absolute compliment, by the way. You know, and we, we he does though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he does, he does. Um, and um, basically, on the boat, everyone's getting a little bit larry, and you know, I start singing the, the Giroud song at the time. This was after we just got spanked. Maybe I think it was five nil or four nil, wasn't it? Four it was at Anfield, wasn't it? Yeah, four nil at Anfield. But I started singing the Giroud song, and, and everyone joined in, and then it got a bit larry from there. The guy behind the counter, the bar, didn't like it. Although you know, I tried to show him a picture of Giroud and say, "Mate, it's a compliment." But he must have that all the time, yeah. though, surely. Yeah. Um, I, me- I remember I remember like it was yesterday because obviously all, all our fans were kind of singing and everything like yeah. that, and I, f- I actually felt quite sorry for you because I remember you were kind of the only Arsenal fan on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so what happened there? Yeah, so uh, the police got involved and then they started banning people, and um, I started panicking like mad because about three weeks after I was going on holiday to Lanzarote with my girlfriend, and I was booked on the boat, and I was thinking, if I get banned, she's going to go mental. You are not you know, back in that house. Berserk. So I'm like, literally, so what I'd done was I went down to the steam packet and started groveling. And I was like, <laughs> it wasn't me, it was. It was all them other people, and next week, you know, like some of my mates end up getting banned six months from the boat. But um, two weeks later, I was on the boat. Fucking grass, then, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 grass. Yeah, <laughs> but it was quite, it's quite funny actually, because when I actually got on the boat, I said to my girlfriend, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm on here now." And then next week, you know, two police officers walk on the boat and start circling and jump, walk around the boat. Yeah, yeah. Got the morning. I'm thinking, "Oh shit, they caught me." <laughs> but luckily enough, it wasn't. They weren't on there for me. Oh, what a belter! Oh, I couldn't not have that in there. Yeah. There was definitely one of the priority lists there. Um, the next one I've definitely got. So, special request from uh, Glenn Cooley. So, he's told me to ask you about the 2001 FA Cup final, dubbed the uh, the Michael Owen final, as it were. Yeah, worst day, worst day of my life. <laughs> I'm not joking, I swear. That's why I really dislike Liverpool. Like, I, growing up, 
I wouldn't say I got bullied. Cause Did you go to that match? No. I wouldn't say I got bullied, but um, all my mates were Liverpool fans and they used to sing Liverpool songs all the time. We were, uh, when was it, 2001? 2001, We were 11 yeah. at the time, so you know, we all used to love singing and stuff. But, yeah. Um, so they were all singing Liverpool songs all the time and then come up to that game. I actually thought we were favourites going into that game. We had like an incredible yeah, side, we didn't we? Yeah, we used to beat just that game. So Honcho and Hamborn on the line, just missed chance after chance. We scored early, I think Youngberg scored. We were 1-0 up. Um, but uh, I watched the game at my nana's house down in Lord Street at the time. Right. And um, it was the last game I was ever like. My nana said, I'm not, you're not allowed to watch games here anymore because I smashed the bathroom up. <laughs> Cry, temper. <laughs> Worst day in my life. I threw the match, so the, the 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 four match. How old were you then? Two thousand and one. Cry me, I smashing. But I wasn't. There wasn't like crying. It was. It was temper, Joe. Temper, temper. Yeah, booting the bath panel and yeah, it wasn't good. Okay, but that was no. the last time my uh, nana, my nana said I wasn't allowed to watch the footy around hers anymore. But yeah, I, uh, worst day in my life. Do you know what? Obviously, I obviously knew you would come on the podcast, and I was only so I was six for that final. So obviously, I don't remember anything. But watching that back, you touched on Henshaw's there and. The handball on the line, like looking back on that, how do you like feel about that? Because oh, you're not going to get away with that now. I'm one of those people that like Wayne uh, also lose games. I can't, uh, and they come up on Premier League uh, history or whatever those those shows they have on Sky Sports. I can't watch Arsenal lose, so I just turn it off or just go out of the room until it's finished, and then come back in and it's the next game. I just can't watch. You know, it's, no. it traumatizes me. That game was, but well, I suppose you know, with 2005, a few years later, we've done something similar to Man United when we beat them on penalties. They battered us all game. Mm. So I kind of got that. You had like an unbelievable team then, the Vieira, Jungberg. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were good. We had, I think Anelka was in that side in yeah. 2001. Um, so we had a great side. But we were, we were a terrible team. We did the trouble that year of the Cups. Yeah. We had a good team, but when you look at that 90 minutes, he's absolutely bad. Yeah. But I mean, that's Michael Owen's game in a nutshell, that one though, wasn't it? How yeah. good he really was. And obviously, went a downslope after that. Mm. But yeah. uh, bad one feeling. Yeah, awful. Awful. So obviously, I know you've done the the miles following the Arsenal as well. What's your favourite way you've done? And for you, is the travelling the best part? Favourite away game or or, or um, I'd say obviously the, I went to Valencia um, two years ago or last year Europa League mm-hmm. semi final. Um, That's some ground that. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, the travelling was amazing. I went with um, my dad and uh, my dad's friend and uh, one of my friends. Now we're all big Arsenal fans. Go to the game quite a bit. Um, that me at Milan, yeah, yeah, Gary, yeah. Gary, Milan, Adam, Milan, but um, it was uh, phenomenal, you know. The, the day of the game, it was again, you know, you're meeting all the Arsenal fans in the square, everyone's singing, and then you're walking up to the Mestaya, and it's, it's, you know, there's only a few of you, but it, you know, it's you're singing and all that, yeah. you're going mentally, it starts getting a bit, you know, a bit yeah. wild, a bit scary, you know, quite intimidating. But because me and Adam were really pissed, we're singing, <laughs> screaming, shouting, all these lunatics people throwing up and that and um, you know the, the Valencia fans started getting a bit hostile not yeah. liking it and Gary Meehan's a bit of a worry and he was getting a bit uh, <laughs> Adam, Adam's S with a shirt off swinging around he's not the biggest of fellas no, I've the biggest of fellas now but um, they were quite uh, they, got, they, they didn't like it John they were, but they, were, they weren't they, it was, there was also fans there I've never seen it before actually they were John I'm no fan of hooliganism at all Like mm. there was also fans there that were good to go there was this one guy who um, we actually met him a little bit earlier on, but he ended up joining with joining up with us. And um, he wasn't drinking. He, he drove down from um, somewhere else in Spain. He lived there. It's a four-hour drive. He, you know, he drove there. Really. And um, you know, he was he was ready to go. He was you know, he, he was mm. you know, ready to go. And it was just 
it's quite scary to be honest I think that's the kind of thing you probably see on a Euro away that you probably don't see on a domestic yeah. away as well yeah. you kind of we touched on it last week with uh, the boys from uh, the United fans and they kind of said that you know the whole day the atmosphere on the drink it's different drink the weather you kind of get a bit carried away with it and Obviously, yeah. some people do take it a bit too far, like don't they? Yeah, I think that was the first time where I thought it could, um, it could something could happen here. Mm. But uh, I've been to Spurs, you know, I've watched also Spurs, and that that's it's intense, but it's not, it's not. I never, I'm never under the impression things are going to go off. Mm. But that was um, that was the first time. I remember the moment quite clear. But the guy, the also fan, you could see he was a raving lunatic, yeah. ready to go. Just uh, he just one little thing and he'd be straight in there did you win that game? yeah we won I think we won 4-1 or 4-1 Aubameyang scored a scored a hat-trick I think it was the atmosphere was phenomenal it's some stadium best, that best, cause yeah because it's quite open it's you, 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 it's really steep up on you but yeah. the, the atmosphere from the Arsenal fans that day I mean the Arsenal fans get a lot of stick for not being loud but they, you know, they're, they're as good as any other away you've know, got a good away following to be fair yeah, yeah it's d- decent enough but that, that day we were, we were so loud it was um, I, I think I, I listened to the first podcast and the guy said his head was bouncing yeah yeah, yeah. I remember leaving that ground there and just the biggest head, you know, the headache my head was just the hydration throbbing, yeah throbbing yeah. dehydrated well, they don't sell drinking um, I think it's for European games they don't sell yeah, drinking yeah. uh, not in the Congo so we were just drinking a fan or something like that but uh, yeah my head was pounded but what a game what a game to go to so what uh, domestics have you done as well? You've done Burnley as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've done Burnley away. Um, done that this year, nil nil, awful. It's a shit hole, yeah, isn't it? I think I've done uh, all the games I've been to this year. Abysmal. Bournemouth at home, but I think we won one nil. Abysmal. You know, um, just, yeah. Uh, ways I've done Blackpool last year or two years ago. In the What's FA that like? Top. Amazing. That's Amazing. like a tiny little yeah, brand, but it's this one. There's one. Uh, um, this this bar called is it called the Manchester Bar. I can't remember the name of it, but it, 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 they they decorate it for the uh, away fans. So mm. when you go in there, they have all the away fan music on and stuff, and it was amazing. But that's that's I'd love to see them back up in the Premier League games. Yeah. That is one. That's brilliant. They've got the nightlife and everything. Yeah. That is kind of the perfect away day. That like, isn't yeah. it? I think yeah, Liverpool. Both Liverpool clubs are um, are amazing because the pubs around there are brilliant. Yeah. Don't go to as well, haven't you? Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, the pubs around there, the Arkles. I think they're they're really uh, they they. It's really good for away fans. It's a shame every time you come to Anfield. I know, like we fucking I've, I've good to, I went to not this year, but the, the previous three times, and I think the combined score is uh, 12 12 1. Mm. So it's not uh, Anfield's not a good place to go. Um, but yeah, both Liverpool, uh, Liverpool clubs are really. What's your, what's your sort of take on? Because I know I've, you've said a few times about the atmosphere at Anfield. And yeah, I, I, I was hoping you were going to ask me this. Honestly, it's not been. I've, I've seen a lot louder, but maybe it, I don't know. Maybe it was where I was sat, or you can. It, it's obviously Larry from the cl- from the cop end. You can hear them singing. Mm. But in terms of the whole grand atmosphere, I don't think Anfield is. I've been there four times. Four, yeah. four, been been four times, and it's not the loudest or even close to the loudest stadium I've been to. The loudest stadium I've been to, or the loudest game I've been to for mm. home fans, and you probably laugh at this. Was City? I went to uh, City about four years ago, three or four years ago. We got beat three. When we actually played. Played okay, we got a couple of chances to get back in the game, but City's fans that day were unbelievable, mate. Honestly, unbelievable. I think I think with, with Anfield and people saying obviously the atmosphere and stuff, um, I think we probably make it quite easy for the away fans at Anfield because you've got that section in Anfield Road. You're so far away from the cop. You're next to the main stand. The main stand tends to be more of a more of a family stand. You've kind of got a leeway to make a lot of noise there. Yeah. I mean, you look at like Newcastle. You're up in the gods. You kind yeah, of put away. Newcastle's one of the worst away game I've been to. 
mm. awful. It's hard to make an atmosphere up yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah, you're probably right there. You can make an atmosphere at Anfield because you, you, you you're close to the pitch as well. Everything's the same. So you, you're right. You're on the pitch. Um, so you, you, you're right in that sense. I just think sometimes, obviously, you've been so successful over, mm. us over the over the last. Well, every time I've been to Anfield, yeah, it's not been that loud for me. Mm. Uh, people, people always you know, raise because four, four nil up in five minutes, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> games one after five minutes, but no, Everton's, Everton gets loud. Mm. It's Everton's not necessarily atmosphere where they're singing all game. It's 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 big public. moments. It's and big moments, and the the, the the roar from the crowd is unbelievable. Everton, it's 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 un, unreal. A lot of people have all the songs, but Everton, okay, they have two or three songs, but. Like when they score or when they have a chance or when they're in the game, it's so loud and intimidating. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, um, yeah, there's not many, many, many stadiums I've been to that's like that. I think they probably get a bad reputation, to be fair, because like you said, when they're doing well, the atmosphere is really good. Yeah. You probably just don't notice it because they're shite. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get them. That's many me just being brutally honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I know nothing about how easy or difficult it is to get tickets to the match at Arsenal. What is the ticket availability like? Is it because on the last two episodes we've kind of touched on like Towton being quite a big issue at Liverpool and United? Is that a big issue at Arsenal as well? See, I can only comment obviously after Harvey when I can kind of remember and start going myself. But I do quite well with tickets. Um, you know, home tickets, it's a big stadium, not doing that great. So what's your what's your setup? If you like a members card? Yeah, there's, there's members cards. So you have red member, um, uh, red member, silver member, gold member, and platinum members, and then obviously seat tickets within there as well. But um, you know, tickets ticket wise, I, I do all right. There's not, there's not. It's very rare that I'll, very rare that I'll be denied a even an away ticket just because I've got a few contacts. Um, but it's all face value. Everything's yeah. face value. Um, tickets out, I can only comment from myself. Yeah, I've never. I think the only time I've ever bought off a tout was the, my first game at Highbury, my only game at Highbury. Yeah, um, I think we paid eighty or ninety pounds for a ticket in two thousand one, two thousand two. Maybe but you've attended you obviously like the capacity is a lot bigger now isn't it yeah. so I suppose that helps yeah, so quite massively yeah, doesn't so it? It, it, yeah. and uh, they say London clubs don't travel very well maybe that's why I can get away tickets but I just think I've got good contacts that's Arsenal's a massive club as yeah, well it is, though, isn't it, it? it is. I, 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 to be honest I've never been to an Arsenal away game where there's where there's been empty seats it's always full um, so um, but yeah it, I do alright with tickets like I said face value um, there's, there's a few Facebook groups knocking around where people can't go um, this, if people can't go, they'll, they'll put it on there for face value, even yeah. below. But it, no, there's no, it's just not, it's unheard of from my perspective. You know, the people I deal with, it's no one, no one goes over face face value. Yeah, I mean, like it's such a massive issue. I mean, I touched on it in each of the episodes, and I kind of want to do touch on it in every episode, yeah, yeah, regardless yeah. of how big the club is, because I think it is such a a big issue. But you know, it's it's, it's a difficult opinion, one as well, especially a lot of the people that are touting and selling overpriced. They're selling to the mates. You know, they're making money on the mates, yeah. and then and then the, you know, they're, they're ripping off their own fans, and I just that the idea of that is just not. Yeah, I mean, I touched on the first episode. Like, I've I bought off a tower I would never ever sell. I mean, I can get my tickets, not not too much of a problem, but obviously, aways is such a massive problem yeah. for ours, anyways. I'm sure it is for most big clubs, um, but it's a difficult thing to stomp out. I think, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think on Liverpool introducing something this season where you can only have a certain amount of members on your. Um, season ticket yeah. so that hopefully that'll restrict that I mean I can't stand it I hate it and I always um, I always kind of when we're having these little arguments about football and stuff I always yeah. tend to my argument to Liverpool fans because we're crap and they're better than us is I'll go down with your fans and you know, tout each other tout each other yeah, off yeah so that's mm-hmm. not good is it but yeah, luckily for me I've never 
we don't have to well I don't have to deal with that at Arsenal so no, I think it's a big club thing isn't it like yeah. you get your tourists you get your your yeah. day trippers as it were to go into the match and they, you don't obviously you don't get it at, say a Burnley or whatever no but, no um, so you've touched on Highbury there so you leave there in 2006 for your new ground the Emirates in hindsight do you think that was the the right thing to do for the club and what's your overall thoughts on, on the Emirates I've never been so um, the, it had to happen you know it's it's just makes sense you, know, you could say people say oh we moved there and we're not competing we moved there to compete and we're not competing but we had to move there I mean the amount of money we're generating from from a match day at the Emirates is unbelievable it's probably four or five times more than you know, they were at Highbury yeah. um, Highbury itself was an unbelievable stadium it was similar to Goodison in that sense maybe similar to Anfield in a way tight pitch uh, tight pitch and um, just unbelievable you know, I, love, I love watching old games there because the camera's dead low um, but yeah, what a, what a stadium! But I think it had to be done. The Emirates itself, on um, on 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 telly and stuff, it looks good. But I think when you're there, it, it, it look, it's really impressive. What's like around the ground? Like um, there is there's, there's various pubs around the ground. It's just basically it's basically similar to a um, uh, Anfield Goodison. It's just there's, there's, there's houses around it. Around the Emirates, it's more like it's a university base. So there's a university there, but there okay. is um, there's houses. Highbury's obviously right next to there as well. Um, and then there's like a bunch of restaurants, takeaways. So it's just like pretty much probably Anfield in a, in a way. So you kind of don't miss like, I mean, yeah, it's not in the middle of nowhere. It's not like yeah. So we were sort of saying on city, like, city, yeah, city's city. City the perfect example. There's yeah, nothing to go got around. One pub there, whereas also there's loads of pubs around there. That's not so um, bad. But I think um, yeah, it's a it's, a, it's an a, a stadium. I think for an away fan, it'd be really good. So when you just go to the match, is there like a particular pub you go to, or what's kind of like? Um, yeah, we mix it up really. Um, there's there's a, there's a pub called the uh, tw- Twelve Pins that we go to. It gets quite rowdy in there, so yeah, um, we, we go there. You're saying about <laughs> the the revenue that Emirates gets in for like your capacity and your ticket sales, etc. Do you kind of get annoyed then, maybe that you're bringing a lot of money in? Because I think you've got the most expensive t- ticket in the Premier League, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, it's it's not that bad. So obviously at the Emirates, you're saying about that you get. Um, your ticket sales are obviously one of the most expensive ones. Do you kind of get annoyed that you're bringing so much money in revenue-wise, and it maybe doesn't get spent on transfers or? Um, I mean, you go, you, you look at the owners. People always say Arsenal don't spend money, but Arsenal have actually spent money. So you look at the players they brought in over the sort of last sort of say, let's say five to ten years. Don't you? You've got Wenger spending thirty-five million on Mustafi, thirty-five million on Jacker. Um, so Lacazette 50 million yeah, Adamian yeah. 50 million Ozil I can't remember what Ozil's worth but Sanchez Salah is ridiculous um, so even in Pepe Tini so they all cost a big chunk of money so yeah. it's to say also don't spend money is, is not true the issue I have with the with the owners it's not it's not based around money I, 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 we, we kind of spend what we generate okay they haven't put in money themselves but you know I, I think I've seen a stat the other day where Man United are the same yeah, they only put they'll only so they're taking in yeah. so much money, but they'll only spend what they're bringing in. They won't pump their own money in, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I take take great value in us not, um, you know, not being likes of City and such else, just splashing cash. Yeah. Um, but the issue I do have with the owners is based around more like a governance side of things, where it's the appointments, you know, the 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 they're appointing people in, um, you know, high places, yeah. directors of footballs. Um, and just their their overall uh, decision making has been shocking over the last 10-15 years yeah. you know, which so it's Cronky that's your own isn't it yeah, I mean 
I've seen a lot of things where he he doesn't even go to the Emirates. Is it his son that he goes? His son, uh, yeah, games? it's Josh Tronkey. Yeah, he's at the games now and again. I think he's kind of left to his own devices to kind of sort things out. But we've we've got like a bit of a we've got a director of football now, yeah. Raul Sinelli from from Barcelona, and um, Joe. But you, you look at the last sort of ten years. You've got Ivan Gazidis in there. Wenger was left there for a long for, you know, for a long time. Maybe mm. should have went earlier. So it's just those little governance decisions that annoy me. You know. So that's overall, that's you're not too miffed of the owners. It's more just. Well, yeah, I am. I, they, they frustrate me because the decisions they've made over the years. Um, but in terms of sanctioning player deals, they, they've done it. You know, they, they, they've 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 yeah. they've let they've let the, the, the those those players that are buying those those people buying those players. They've let them basically. You know, be buying so it's more them. of a recruitment issue. Than yeah, it's, it's just more of a recruitment issue and um, accountability issue, I suppose. You know, people constantly make mistakes year after year after year. Like Wenger, you can see the decrease, the decline yeah. in Wenger, and you know, he was just allowed to continue, continue, continue just let it go, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, touching on Wenger, that's the next thing I was going to go into. Um, so he leaves the club in 2018. Unai Emery takes over. At the time, did you feel that was the right move, or you know, what was your sort of thoughts on his time at Arsenal? Um, when he first came in, I was quite ex- quite excited. Um, did you want Wenger out, or did you? Yeah, yeah, I thought Wenger should have left. For four years after the whole game when we won the yeah, FA Cup in Hull against Hull, but again that comes down to the owners. You know, the owners should have, you know, should have moved them on then, but they decided to keep them on. And then yeah. you, you know, they need to climb more and more and more. Um, I mean, like I, I kind of think the way I obviously I know the way you are with being a football fan and like even just playing football or whatever it may be. The way your take on it is, do you kind of get annoyed then as an Arsenal fan thinking, well? I want to see us like compete for things of titles and stuff and then obviously you touched on Conky there he's just happy for Wenger to just carry on Yeah, he's known I mean he was kind of a piss take really saying oh we're just quite happy for top four yeah. and now ironically you'd probably do quite a lot to just get yeah, in the top, top four, four. Yeah. Do you, and obviously I know the way you are does that not piss you off that I want to see my team win titles win cups yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to player recruitment. Just players coming in not good enough. Yeah. Getting rid of players at times, letting contracts, you know, basically run down, and then you know, you're left with you know, stupid football yeah. decisions. So it's, it's just it's just those decisions. That's why I'm come, come back to governance. Yeah. Know, the the decisions that they've let, the, sorry, the, the fact that they've let people in high places make those decisions yeah. and let things happen. That's that's the issue for me. You know, so do you think you've got that now? Or do you think it's I think things have changed. Um, I'm not so sure on Ralph Sonelli, for instance. I don't think I'm not. So, I'm not sold on him. You know, he's he's bringing him. You know, he was. Yeah, they appointed Emery. They got rid of. Um, they got rid of uh, who, who, the man that we got from Dortmund. You know, the director. I know who you mean. Yeah, Sven Sven um, Missen. Like, what his name is? Yeah. They got rid of him. You know, he was bringing in good players. They got rid of him. Obviously, had a bit of a uh, bit of an issue there with. So, do you think a director of football is kind of the the where you need to go now and because I think United have had that problem for quite a long time where they've not had anyone in there they've had like Edward Wood and he's a money man more, yeah, more I think or less the, I think the, the, the biggest thing it's, it, there's got to be a, a, a good arrangement there between the manager and the director of football if that's one or two you know, a few people yeah. they've got to be on the same page bringing in the, you know, the same players wanting the same players etc so that's got to work if that doesn't work then it all breaks down we had a similar thing last year with um with Emre, where you know he wanted Zahar, but they went and got Pepe because he was a little bit cheaper. You know, he Emre's come out and said 
last you know, f- few months. So I didn't want I didn't want Pepe. I wanted Zahar. So they were basically doing you know, doing what they wanted. Basically. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of when we had Rodgers. To be fair, obviously the season after we almost won the league, we ended up getting Balotelli. He wanted Sanchez. Yeah. Didn't get his man. And I think a lot of managers are probably playing it quite well now. If look at like Solskjaer, he's holding out for the players that he wants. Yeah. So he goes in there, he gets rid of Lukaku, he doesn't want him, he doesn't want yeah. that. I mean, looking forward to the future now. So now you've got Arteta coming in. Your thoughts better on him now? Yeah, you've got a better gut feeling on him. He's um, prior to him coming in. Um, I would have, I would have honestly said there's probably three. We've got three good players. I honestly would have said that until yeah. he come in. The whole squad that bad, across the whole squad. Now he's turned. He's turned players like Jacker, who you know I slate on. I've slated yeah. on in the past on um, Twitter religiously for the last three or four years. How long he's been in the club. But I've, um, he's actually made him a good player. He's our best player yeah, now. He's playing and, well. You know, I'll hold my hands up and say, you know, I got it wrong. And he is a good player. Hmm. But you know, that, that, for, me, done, that's though, a, for me, that tells tells me everything. You know, Arteta is the right man there. He's, he's, he's made a, the, the, one of the worst back fours in the league. You know, actually start defending quite well and you know, um, keep the clean sheet against you know, City hmm. and, and use. You know, so. Do you think he'll get the time that he needs? Because you're yes, I think I, I for me his his whole um, his whole uh, body language and his interviews have changed over the last sort of two months. Where originally he was kind of you know, putting out a message there saying that we need we need players or we're going to fall away, and now he's starting to say you know I, I'm, I trust I trust the owner I trust you know, Ralph and Elliot etc to bring in the right players. So yeah. I think there's been some sort of agreement there behind the scenes where. They're going to actually start you know, giving some more reassurances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, they're not going to go out and spend loads and loads of money, but I think this in the current climate, they've got a sort of broker deals where player exchanges, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what you've seen today with Gwen Doozy maybe going to um, Bayern Munich, or is it? Yeah, he's got. Is, he's, is, is, is he Bayern Munich? Or he's kind of getting linked to like loads of different big teams, yeah. isn't he? And I've seen something today that he's he's getting linked to Barcelona, maybe Barcelona, a swap right, okay, deal yeah. with Coutinho, maybe. I kind of I kind of look at it now with Arteta and think. He's kind of going back to not maybe not Wenger. It's probably not a good like um, comparison, but he's kind of bringing players in that care. So like, yeah. what's your man who's just signed a new contract? Is it Saka? Yeah. So he he's kind of a, coming through the youth. You've got Kieran there. You can see what he was like at Celtic. He's a very passionate sort of player. Abamyang's a goal scorer. He's getting the Gwendouzi's the the Urzels out there now. Yeah, that, that's a culture driven thing though, um, and I think that that. That whole culture began when Wenger was in charge. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to eradicate that. Ozil, what, how, how many away games did Ozil play over yeah. his time at Arsenal? Well, Wenger actually, let that happen. I think, let that happen. I think Ozil's such an uh, interesting one. What's your kind of thoughts on that? Because he was as absolutely as Galactico when he was a superstar. Yeah, and he has had games for us. He was amazing when he first signed for years. It's it's his uh, it's his body language that frustrates the fans, and it doesn't actually frustrate me because I I I. I I know his qualities, but he just doesn't—he doesn't play. So there's obviously an underlying issue there, and a culture issue, and yeah. maybe Arteta is seeing now that he, he doesn't want him there because he does come—he does come across like he actually does care about yeah. the club. Maybe it's just he takes to social media a lot as well to kind of get his point across, which I don't necessarily agree with. He's a bit um, of a whinger, isn't he? and you do see that conflict on Twitter and stuff where play fans argue. Yeah, but for me, um, Joe, I try—if I, Arteta wants rid of him, get rid of him. No, he's, the wages he's on are ridiculous yeah, and he probably plays four, a handful of away games a year plays at home games it's just not good enough you know, for someone who's on that sort of wage um, but again culture you know, the cult, he, he's trying to set a good culture there yeah. and you can see the you can see the benefits you know that bad culture's 
been around Arsenal for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Started when Wenger was there, and it was you know, it was apparent more than ever when Emery was in charge. Yeah, I suppose he he probably in the dressing room as well. He's kind of bringing everyone else's mood down, isn't he? He's probably sat there with a the face on him. The young lads are probably yeah. aren't getting there. Yeah, it's the same at any level of football. Do you know, you yeah. get it even at the lowest level, the amateur level. Do you know, one player can yeah. turn a few plays. Definitely. You know. Sunday league's exactly the same, yeah, isn't yeah, it? If yeah. you can't be asked being there, start, why should I be? Up. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of them, but I think um, I don't think Arteta in uh, Ozil's relationship is that toxic. I just think Ozil, uh, Arteta has just seen past him. Do you know what he keeps saying? You know, if he, he's got the same chances as every other every other person. Yeah. He's just got to show him in training. If it's not really... dudes, he's just he's, he's just lost the plot, isn't he? Do you know, he's yeah. just his attitude's disgusting you can see it on uh, you can see it in games mm. the other player I want to touch on is uh, David Luiz as well so obviously you played semi-pro yourself in America and you were a centre-back were you centre-back yeah. as well? yeah so what's your thoughts on him? he's, he's got awful. a new contract I think I, I love him as a person you know, he's great and, and I hope he's and I hope and I, sorry not I not hope I think he's there because he um, he must be a great role model behind the scenes, and that goes so far as well. Do you know, when you play at any level of football. If you got good characters about and positive people, goes so far, and it'll help build that culture that Arteta is trying to build. Yeah. So for me, I don't mind him getting a new contract as long as we're bringing in defenders that are com- coming in to actually play. If he's there, you know, experience the and, and almost like a coach, I don't mind that mm. because I, I can see that in him. I like him. You know, he's so likable. Yeah. But as a defender, his defending is a pull, and I watched him against. Um, even when he had a good game, I watched him against Mighty Liverpool, and the amount of times he's out of position, I mean, most people probably wouldn't recognise it, but I'm just watching him, yeah, and yeah. he's always dropping 10, 15 yards deeper than everyone else, and he's, he, it's just, his awareness, his defending, is appalling. It's a weird one with him, isn't it? Like, because obviously, like you say, he's got something about him, hasn't yeah. he? And like, it's almost one of them where, it kind of reminds me a bit when Carragher was coming towards the end, like he wasn't at the peak of his powers, but, the experience and the knowledge that he might be handing on to the younger lads coming through might be worth that one, yeah. one more year, man. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I don't mind him getting that contract. Yeah. That wasn't an issue for me. Everyone's like, oh, you know, as if you're giving him another contract, what's your thoughts on that? It's my thoughts on that bad as long as we're bringing in someone else who's going to, to actually play. play. Yeah, yeah. He, Is it that Saliba's lad supposed, yeah, supposed to be a good player? Brilliant. Um, I've seen highlights of him on YouTube, but he's supposed to be the next best thing. But I think obviously defence, which has been the issue. Yeah. I mean, the last good defender we had, you're talking Campbell, Torre. That's, that's, that's how long ago it was. You look at the defender we brought. We brought in okay, Koscielny, okay, decent. For Marlon, decent. But for a Mertesaka, club of your a club of your average. stature and the yeah. competitions you have been in, you know, and you're talking when when was he playing? Two thousand and. Well, he used to play Barcelona in that yeah, final, was that so 2006? 2006, yes. Maybe he left 2007, 2008 maybe. That's crazy. But the defence has been an issue. Again, Wenger never, Wenger inherited a good back four from George Graham, Bruce Rioch, but you know, he replaced, he replaced Sol Campbell, brought Sol Campbell in, brought Lauren, Cole, uh, Torre. But after that, it, it was just, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't good enough. He's, and he... that, that was the difference between us winning the league and not winning the league because we were so close for those sort of middle years. Um, we had great teams. Yeah. Um, but just the defence just let us down so at time of recording he's obviously got the FA Cup final tomorrow against Chelsea what's your thoughts on that do you think how do you think it'll pan out and I went to the FA Cup final last time we played Chelsea which was great these two clubs two love the FA Cup it yeah. seems <laughs> no one else gives a fuck yeah I don't know why that is to be honest it's, it's, it's silverware at the end yeah, of the day it's a trophy isn't it and if you, like, if you can win that tomorrow he's great. getting the fans on side I see Piers Morgan going on about putting um, you know, one of the one of the top four places as, a, as a, the FA Cup which would be unbelievable, but I just don't think uh, that would. I mean, imagine fucking Millwall and the FA. I know, yeah. 
I get yeah, what I, he, I get what he means, but like you say, having like imagine just the just championship. Trying to make it special again, but it is still special to us, you know. We've we've won it the last we've won it a few years. So, so going to Wembley as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but I don't. I, I, we're the underdogs, aren't we? Chelsea are playing well. We've played Chelsea twice this year and been the better team twice. Lost and drew. Yeah. So that gives me a bit of hope, but I don't want to go in there too hopeful, like I did last last year in the Europa League, uh, the Europa League final. Um, not spanked but yeah I think we've got a chance but you know, we're the underdogs and I think we're, we're going to react better with the underdogs because we, you know, we played played usually the other day did really well yeah, the yeah. underdogs defended really well played um, City did the same in the semi-final and then hopefully we can do that against Chelsea I kind of think if, if he wins that cup like I think you've got a, not the whole of your fan base but a lot of them are so reactionary aren't they all they're deemed to be very reactionary so the, the other thing I was going to say was so at Arsenal for a good few years now you've had Arsenal fan TV yeah. so do you think that's kind of added to the sort of poisonous atmosphere around the Emirates or you know because I remember when Wenger's time was coming to an end it, things got quite nasty really didn't they and yeah. a lot of it was blamed on Arsenal fan TV's sort of input and I, I think they were for me I don't agree with that I, I, I think they're poisonous but I don't blame them necessarily for that maybe they um instigated it a little bit and made it a little bit worse but I think that was always going to happen and that comes down to the owners yeah, yeah. again for letting it go on and on and on you know, Arsenal fans have high expectations for me I was spoiled you know, from since I can remember Arsenal were good yeah. um, you know, winning leagues challenging every year and then you know, that's why I think you know, our expectations are really high so that's why I think I used the analogy last week of the, the dummy with the baby Yeah. and obviously yeah. no, it's, getting it taken off him it's, no it's, it's, it's true you know, it's true but uh, also fan TV you see them at games they walk around like they're famous it's, it's pretty embarrassing yeah. it is pretty embarrassing just a fan like me and you like, yeah just they? a fan like me and you with, a, with an opinion like have you seen them outside the ground now? yeah like, yeah I've seen them I've seen, was, did they come across like, yeah, they like co- that they, they, yeah they do some of them do some of them are alright there's a couple that are um, you know, really knowledgeable and just um, yeah. keep themselves themselves or just track on but uh, some of them are you must see them at the away yeah. days as well, because yeah, to be fair, are, to them, that's where you do see them. I don't really see them at home games because there's obviously yeah. sixty odd thousand people there. But the away games, you know, everyone's kind of there together. My yeah. kind of take on it is like, to be fair, it's more know. of a, it's more it's a platform for other fans. Yeah, well, that's bang on. Whenever Arsenal lose, people go on there to watch to watch Arsenal fan TV. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they're fans, they're match going fans, and they pay their money, hard earned money, to go and watch the team. And I get that, but I think with Arsenal fan TV, it's kind of got like a uh, not poisonous, but it, it's a bit. Um, I look at other, other fan channels and things like that. So we've got the Anfield Rapper Liverpool, and they're quite. They do. So they did, went up to Celtic Park and they did the uh, safe standing stuff. And that there's more informative. Yeah. Whereas you, I think Arsenal fan TV is more of a it, joke. It, it, yeah, it's more of a joke. But you've got to look at the current situation that the club's going through. Um, Arsenal. Have, if you look at anyone who's declined in football in English football, Arsenal have probably declined the most. And yeah. so, you, so you've got to. They're kind of gaining their to, views from. You've got to understand the, the that, that that there's going to be negativity there and yeah. frustration, and that's why it's so toxic. You can. You, I get that. I get. I get the frustration. You know, it's. It's. I have it. Mm. But it's just the, the manner in which they go about it, and it is. Um, it does stir it up a little bit. It does I stir it up. I've been at Arsenal games the last when Emery was there, even when Wenger was there. There's fighting amongst fans in the crowd, arguments, yeah. people singing Wenger out, people jump kicking off about it. Just have some respect, so you can. But it's all to do with the experience they've had. You know, the, like I said, we've gone from Champions League final, winning Premier Leagues, to now scraping around trying to get Europa League. You know, it's, the, the standards have dropped drastically. 
over 10 years and it's um, it's difficult and that's why it's so negative other clubs don't well thinking out you know, the top of my head other clubs don't have that or haven't been through that sort of shy quick shy Liverpool fans did in the in the ninety in the early 90s or whatever but you know thinking fresh now with the social media and stuff and stirs up a bit yeah it stirs up a bit it's easy access everyone's watching it players are watching it players get affected by it you know it's do you think yeah yeah definitely people are on there bashing them must be difficult I don't know why any of them would ever have social media but they definitely I think they watch it as well doesn't help it's just toxic isn't it but yeah it's a, the idea behind it it's a great platform for fans to voice their opinion because prior to that I don't think that was a thing you know you just speak in the pub but now people are actually getting there yeah like you say they're kind of getting their views from the poor performances I yeah. feel aren't they and it's kind of someone will just go on there just to take the piss knowing that they're going to be a fucking on Twitter later on yeah. saying oh look what I've said on Arsenal fan TV there's nothing more I've, I've done in the past so whenever Arsenal lose it's just, you vent on Twitter you do that's how you vent you get your points across on Twitter yeah. I mean I've speak to my dad about it but yeah, you, the first place you go is, is Twitter to, to vent yeah it's like a necessary evil yeah, in a way and, isn't you, it? and you do distress from it you do yeah. slightly distress Kicking off, and then and then you get Liverpool fans gobbing off, and <laughs> people winding you up and stuff, and it makes you even worse. But you do need that vent, and um, but yeah, uh, I just think uh, also fans have had it tough. A kind of a, a slightly random question I wanted to throw in here, obviously knowing you were coming on the podcast. So Van Persie leaves Arsenal to join United, goes on to win the league there. How did you feel about the club and Wenger letting him go at the time? Because personally, I remember it happening, thinking you're all challenging for titles, like you've touched on earlier kind of just going into this frail club where it's just like oh yeah we'll just let our players go then yeah so all our best players were leaving at that time weren't they coming in and taking and we were so close to winning the league again maybe a defender or a midfielder just to shore us up a little bit make more steel then we would have I think we would have won the league we were that close because he was a top he was a top goal scorer in the Prem was he yeah pretty short sure season before yeah, he went to United was, um, and you know when you listen to him in interviews now he, he, he puts a good point across but again I blame I blame the ownership I blame Wenger for, for not Signing those players, not being very frail. In. Yeah, being frail, being weak. We've, we've been so weak over the years. Um, but yeah, he, he went to United. I think I think the Sanchez Sanchez leaving hurt me more because I I I, I, I rate Sanchez so highly. He's he's one of the best players I've seen play for Arsenal. You know, people get surprised by when I say that because you've seen yeah, Ray, Bergkamp, etc. But for me, Sanchez was hurt me more that probably going to another United as well yeah and it, it was like oh here we go again we're losing our best players to United obviously didn't do very well but and they weren't even doing that well at the time either were they they weren't but yeah you go back to Van Persie um, yeah hurt and it was we were, we were that close and he went there and won them the league so how can you think you, know, you can't forgive that yeah that's that, that's not good enough you look at like Henri now and you ne- you ne- <laughs> Henri said about about on Van Persie and he was like oh I'd never move to a rival team and then someone said, "We well, went to Barcelona, but it's different, isn't yeah, it?" it is. It's well, it's well different. It's very different. But again, that's why the toxic, the toxic, frailty. That's why the toxic fan base. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that happen. Who else has done? Who else does that mm. consistently? Who else has done that consistently over the last fifteen years? That must fuck you off. To yeah, be fair, it does I mean, it's because even though even though we've been shit, and I, I get we've sold our best players. You know Suarez, Coutinho, and I kind of get these players going to Barcelona, the South Americans, and I get that. But to go to a rival like that, and Sterling went to City, but they weren't really, we weren't competing with them at that point, really. Yeah. That must it fucked me off, and I know yeah. obviously Vegas, you can see Vegas, it fucks you yeah, off. I think it's early periods so when players left Arsenal and, and, and declined, mm. as such, and Elka did, uh, and Elka was brilliant at Arsenal, Petit, and um, Haleb. 
Yeah. There's players out there that left Arsenal and declined, but you look at his kind of later period, you look at the players that have left Arsenal and won things. It's Fabregas is another one, you've isn't got he? Fabregas, and you've got Van Persie gone to United in the league. You've got um, Sanchez still went and won trophies, Sanya, didn't he? Torre, yeah. Clichy all went to City, won the league. Yeah, yeah. You've got even Chamberlain now gone to Liverpool, won the league. Although I think it was good business for Arsenal because it wasn't working out for him. But you, know, you look at those players that have left to go to rival clubs and and, and had success. Joe mm. you know, Arsenal were you know, used to challenge for not that long ago, well, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, now yeah. You know, you're, you're giving your best players to. You know, the, better teams who are going on and winning leagues because of those players yeah. so it's, that's that's the frustration so talked about Henri there as well and uh, I was listening to Carrigan not long ago and he was saying about how he feels all these we were talking about Gerard and he was saying you know Gerard really wants to go and manage Liverpool Lampard's doing it at Chelsea I think you can tell, kind of tell that Henri's maybe gone into management because he wants to manage Arsenal yeah. do you ever see a world where he does now hey. Arteta's there uh, do you think he's got the credentials to maybe do it because I don't think Carragher kind of said about unproven, unproven. Yeah, Carragher said that he didn't want you shouldn't get a job at somewhere just because you've been a legend there. I mean, not all good players make good managers. Yeah, they? he failed at Monaco, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely failed at Monaco. He's at where Ottawa or somewhere now. In, in I think he's in. Um, is he? He's in the uh, MLS, isn't yeah, he? With Montreal. And, uh, we'll see how he goes there, but I think um, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, Arteta. Though. If he do, well, if Arteta carries on doing a good job, he's young enough. He's not going to get in there, is he? Sure. No. Maybe you get on the coaching staff, well, maybe. It's, it's how, how long... Um, you, you've had... Wenger was at Arsenal for, what, 20 years? Ferguson was at United for a long time. Moyes was at um, Everton for a long time. Or you're going to... You know, you're going to... Is it going to be a short-term thing now, man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those long-term periods damage clubs in some ways because the club has left. You know, after having a manager there for so long... The club after that is trying to you know, continue. And yeah. it, it's failed. A lot of people United, don't. Look at United declined, Everton declined, Arsenal declined. Having managed him for that long period of time might not necessarily be a good thing. Mm. Okay, it might be sustainable for a while, but once they leave, I think to, it's a. It's sometimes maybe a difficult time to take over after you've yeah. had a stint like that because well, I think us now we're not looking that far ahead. You know, we're just trying to get back on mm. back on track. But for me, Arteta is the man. Um, but maybe on I mean there's a talk of Berg I'm coming in and being a coach I, I love seeing I love seeing Arsenal training pictures you've got Youngberg there you've got Perez there be great to see um, I mean Ali Adier's there be great to mm. see Bergkamp there Henri yeah. no, I'd love to see that there because it's bringing the they've the, got the passion for the, the club yeah, as exactly. well they? They, they all love the club having them involved would be um, great but Henri uh, I don't know it's unproven <laughs> so I'm not sure on that one so finally, the podcast centred around going the match. So every podcast we're doing, I want to kind of end by asking what are your top three favourite matches you've been to? So it doesn't have to be based on the match itself. It can be something that happened during the day. Yeah. Uh, first game, first, one of the first to be my first game at Highbury. Um, so I was around, I think it was 11 at the time. We got beat 2-1 by Blackburn. Edu scored a goal and scored an own goal. Oh, really? Brad Friedel <laughs> had the best game ever. Um but no, that that was the first time I've ever gone to a game or been not even gone to a game, been around that many Arsenal fans in my in my life. Because yeah. you know, living in the Isle of Man, all my mates were Liverpool fans. I was ne- you know, I'd come across an Arsenal fan now and again. But yeah. that was the first time they walking up to the stadium and looking around and thinking these are all Arsenal fans and I'm an Arsenal fan and we all love Arsenal. And it was the, the togetherness. It, it was yeah, it was it was such a good feeling. You know, it was amazing. 
Um, but although we got beat, still that that moment there was un- unbelievable. Those are sort of moments you do remember, to yeah. be fair, aren't they? And yeah. you kind of you must have been coming back thinking, I won't forget that. Yeah. Again, I nearly cried. We got beat. Nearly cried. I couldn't cry in front of. <laughs> bit of a crier, you aren't yeah, there. Bit of a crier, a temper crier. Thirty-eight thousand all spent. I couldn't cry. So, but we got beat. Yeah, but that was a great moment. Um, another one would be Old Trafford. I think I mentioned that before, where um, where we beat United two-one in the uh, FA Cup fifth round or quarter or quarter final. Um, Danny Welbeck scored. That was the first game back after coming back from America. So, okay. first game four or five years. At Old Trafford, and um, amazing. fans were amazing. How did you find their atmosphere at Old Trafford? Not Aren't, great. No, not great. Because the boys touched on it last week, saying they haven't really got that anymore. So I think yeah. that was a sort of t- was it Van Gaal? Got a section now, I think. Yeah. Because I went last year, the away fans in one corner, and then the um, oh, well, Shane and Jordan said, "Don't call it a singing section. They don't like that." They apparently, had, they had that singing section. <laughs> it is a singing section. They're all bouncing, jumping around. Um, they got they got a little bit noisy, but it's not. Um, it's not that noisy. Yeah. Although Man United away fans are the loudest I've ever yeah. heard. Third game would probably be Valencia. I'm trying to throw one in there. That, so have you been uh, at you've been at Wembley as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've been at went uh, Chelsea FA Cup final. Yeah, Chelsea FA Cup final was mm. amazing. So underdogs. Um, Did you win that Rams, one? Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey scored the winner. I've never actually seen us lift the trophy like with my own eyes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Sort of thing. So obviously I've seen us lift the league and everything like this year and cups and stuff but actually being there and experiencing seeing it lift it is something you can just say isn't it yeah it's amazing the the, lead, the whole lead, the whole um, lead up to it was amazing there's, a, there's one pub one pub called the torch yeah, yeah. Um, so when you go to Wembley you get divided so you, the one side, one one fan base is on the left of Wembley way and the other's on the right get allocated your pubs and the torch and it was just bouncing flares and it was uh, it was amazing <laughs> Amazing. That yeah, that 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 would have to be my uh, top three. But that was an amazing day out with my dad. It's not a bad top three. See United get beat, had a little cry at your first one, yeah, and then yeah. a cup final. <laughs> yeah, not too good in the last few years. All the games I seem to go to now were rubbish. We draw nil nil, or we get spanked. So hopefully that that's that changes. Long may that year. continue. I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good way to end the pod. So thanks, mate. Really appreciate you coming on, giving up your time today. Cheers, mate. If you haven't already, please subscribe, follow and share and of course, leave a five star rating.